0: Shalom brothers and sisters, I'm Brother Sid, I have Brother Joshua assisting me today. We have a detailed lesson prepared for our brothers and sisters internationally. Today's lesson will be called, No Women, No Peace. Today we're going to detail the power of women, showing sisters how to harness their unique strengths. And also men, brothers, will benefit from this particular lesson. Why? Because the weight of the awakening is heavy. The weight is too heavy. So we must, as brothers, as men, control the vision but distribute the weight. Our pri- We had a prior lesson from boys to men. Dealing with strictly the men and what their position is in this awakening. And now, we must deal with our sisters. Because our sisters have a grave responsibility within this awakening. We're gonna start in Jeremiah nine and seventeen because why? No women, no peace. We're gonna show it must I don't know if our sisters know how cool it is to be the most high's daughter. The Bible illustrates how weak the father's heart is for the voice of his daughters. Any father who have a daughter can tell you this. It's different when your daughter call you up (laughs) and ask for something as opposed to your son. Your son call you, you're like, hey, be a man. Be a man. Get over Get a life. (laughs) Daughter call you up? Something completely different. So we're going to show our sisters the daughters of Zion. When women pray, you shake heaven. When you cry out for the most high, doors must just fly open. (laughs) Do you know what a, a daughter of Zion's prayer life should be like? We're going to show you. We're going to show you the power of a woman and why men and specifically the children of Israel, why we need our sisters in this awakening.
1: We're going to go to Jeremiah 9 and 17. Jeremiah 9 and 17. Thus said the Lord of hosts, Consider ye, and call for the mourning women. Do what? Call for the mourning women, that they may come, and send for cunning women, that they may come. And let them make haste, and take up a wailing for us. Read 18 again, brother. Verse 18. And let them make haste, and take up a wailing for us, that our eyes may run down with tears, and our eyelids gush out with waters.
0: Examine this, brothers and sisters.
1: <laughs> Examine this. He didn't say sin for the men. He said call
0: for the mourning women. He didn't say sin for the men. He said sin for the women. Why? Because if the women cry out, God will answer. Even Jeremiah knew this, brothers and sisters. Our sisters must maximize being God's daughter. See? See? During the time of Jeremiah, they said, listen, call for the sisters, call for the mourning sisters, have them take up a wailing, have them cry out to God, because he will answer if his daughters cry out for him, showing you how weak the father's heart is for his daughter. Read 17 and 18 one more time, brother.
1: Jeremiah 9 verse 17. Thus said the Lord of hosts, consider ye and do what? And call for the mourning women. Call for what? Call for the mourning women that they may come and send for the cunning women, that they may come and let them make haste and take up a wailing for us. And do what? And take up a wailing for us that our eyes may run down with tears and our eyelids gush out with water. This, Listen, if you need prayer, <laughs> nobody can
0: pray like a sister, okay? A sister will be in the closet for three, four hours. Pray when she get up, when she go to sleep, when she eat dinner for you. A brother, brother going to pray for you, you know, about five minutes and then he going to go watch the basketball game. Sisters, (laughs) it ain't nothing like having a sister pray on your behalf. The devil is a lie. You ain't going to get my son. (laughs) It's nothing like having a woman, a daughter of Zion, praying for you. The prayer warriors, the true prayer warriors. So we're showing the sisters where their value is and also showing our brothers why it's imperative That we do what? That we're on one accord with our sisters. Because we're in Jacob's trouble. What the world calls the new world order. The Bible calls it Jacob's trouble. Why? Because Jacob is indicative of who this trouble is against. And the men are not going to be able to do this alone. The sisters have an intricate part in this awakening. Leading or allowing the men to lead while they back the men. That's the only way we can make it, brothers and sisters. We need our sisters to have our backs. Men have to step up and be men. And our sisters must bring up the rear. Our sisters must watch our backs. The sisters must make it an environment conducive to what? To good leadership. To righteousness. So we wanted to show you. The Bible tell you. Jeremiah, call for the the high listen, call for the sisters. Okay? Call for the women to pray. If our sisters pray, the Most High will answer. So we went here to show our sisters you must maximize. You must maximize being God's daughter. Now, no women, no peace. We're going to go to the beginning. Let's go to Jeremiah 2 and 20, brother. Let's go to, excuse me, Genesis 2 and 20. Slot. Chapter 2.
1: Verse 20, we're going to read 20 through 22, brother. Genesis 2, verse 20. And Adam gave names to all the cattle, and to the fowl of the earth, the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found any help meet for him. So examine this. Adam was responsible for naming the cattle. Read that again, brother. Verse 20. And Adam gave names to all the cattle, and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found, and an help me for him. Uh, help me? And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And what happened, brother? And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her on to the man. Now I need you to examine something, brothers and sisters, especially our brother's. It said that Adam, in verse
0: 20, was naming the cattle. So Adam got it started by himself, (laughs) but he couldn't finish it by himself. Adam was leading before Eve. He was already working, naming all the animals. So what is this showing you, brothers? This shows you that good leadership earns help. Help doesn't come until you work. That's why we did the lesson from boys to men. Because a sister is only going to deal with what we're going in today if you're dealing with what we went into with boys to men. Okay, a sister will not support or submit to a childish man, an immature man. It will not happen, especially if you're dealing with the daughter of Zion. She's only going to submit to a man of valor, a man of dominion, a man of righteous power. So we needed to show we always tell our brothers, if you're looking for a helpmate, because a helpmate is just that. You must be working.
1: Read verse 20 again, brother, please. Genesis 2, verse 20. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found meat help for him. Examine that, uh, help meet for him, brothers and sisters. Examine that. How can help come when
0: we're not doing anything? <laughs> See, a woman can't help a man That's not going anywhere This is what we we say to our brothers I, I, One time We've had many times, as a matter of fact You know, brothers who say Well, if I had a helpmate, I would be better Or I would start And it's like, you're backwards, brother You're not going to have more time On your hands <laughs> Okay, You're not going to have greater attention For the most high, when you have a woman Don't work like that You must get to work now And then the most High will look and say, it's so much work. You know, let me send him a helpmate. Not before. This is the very first time. The very first marriage here. So notice this. Adam was already working. So our men must, you know, get to work doing righteousness, preserving righteousness, preserving your community, teaching the word of God, whether it be you breaking down scriptures like we are, are living it. Because most people are going to learn from you by what you're doing, not what you're saying. You're not going to have the opportunity to do what we're doing a lot of times. But you do have an opportunity to be what? An example for somebody to look at. And once they examine you for an extended period of time, they'll come to you and say, Hey, man, uh, you know, show me some of what you're dealing with. There's something I see in you. I think you may have some answers for me. But it's not based on you just trying to pull out scriptures all the time. It's based on what they see you doing. So we went here to show the men what. You must be working before the help comes. See, and this is why the women usually end up rolling over. Because she's more anointed to help than you have a job to do. See? So I always hear, well, I'm almost to say always. That would be disingenuous. But a lot of times I hear brothers who want to go outside of their uh, nationality to find somebody and they blame well they're too strong minded they won't allow me to lead and it's like brother you must work okay and we're not talking about having employment a woman will submit if you're working but she's not going to submit and the only thing you do is, is smoke slips all day and play video games a woman want dominion And when she see a man that's not working towards giving her dominion, the dominion that she deserves to have, according to the Bible, that he and her deserve to have, then she start to do it on her own. She start to roll steamroll over you. That's what happens. So we went here specifically to show our brothers that before the helpmate came, Adam was already working.
1: Adam was already working. Uh, Read verse 21, brother. Genesis 2, verse 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs, and closed, up the, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. So this shows you what? That the men
0: actually, women actually come from man. That's what woman means. She came from man. So men had the first birth. The first woman came from a man, and we must have got fired from that job, because <laughs> we wasn't doing it right. And, uh, you know, I personally, and I think I can speak for all the men out here. We're glad to be relieved from that job, okay? We're glad. But we're showing you here a few things. It's twofold. The man must initiate the work. He must be dealing with what a man is according to the Bible in order for a woman to come behind that and support and make it an environment conducive for leadership. Okay? She's not going to do this before you do your part. That's not going to happen.
1: Read the next scripture, Brendan. Verse 22. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Right. So examine a couple of things here. The rib came from the
0: side. He didn't take this. He didn't pull a woman from his feet. He didn't pull a woman from his her back, from his back. None of that. From his side. So we're to walk side by side. She's not to be in front of you. <laughs> okay and we are to treat her as you know a helpmate somebody that's going to help us okay we're not supposed to steamroll and think that it's just a sister you know don't can't think for herself so now we have to show you now when there is a woman there according to the Bible there's a certain way in which you must deal with this woman according to the Bible all right let's go to first Peter 3 and seven Joshua Let's go to the
1: New Testament, brothers and sisters. No women, no peace. 1 Peter 3, verse 7. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. Do what? Dwell with them according to knowledge. Dwell with them
0: according to knowledge. If a man is going to stay with a woman, he must understand you,
1: sister. He must understand you. Giving honor unto the wife, as honor the weaker vessel, and as being here... Heirs together of grace of life. As what? As being heirs together of the grace of life.
0: Heirs together. See? It can't go. Man can't do this alone. And this is, see, a sister feeling within her fibers that she's supposed to have dominion. That's why a woman don't like stagnation within her house. You see, brothers? She don't like stagnation. If she don't see some growth from year to year, it's going to be a problem. It will be a problem.
1: Read 7 one more time, brother. First Peter 3, verse 7. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as honor the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Right. So there's a
0: couple of things we want to deal with. It says that a man, must, if he's going to be with a woman, must deal with her according to knowledge. And give honor as the weaker vessel. So what is this showing? This is showing that a man should not make the mistake of trying to make her be you. Okay? She's meant to compliment you, not be you. See? So we all, we always bring that out because brothers say, well, you know, we're complete opposites. She don't understand me. And I mean, what you want? You want another man? You must deal with her according to knowledge. Don't try to transform her into you. She's meant to compliment you, brothers. Sisters meant to compliment. okay? because why? If she's you, then that's homo. That's homosexual. So that means it'll stimulate, but it won't bring forth fruit. So Adam had leadership, but didn't have any
1: fruit. Read that one more time, brother. Verse seven. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. Stop right
0: there. Dwell with them according to knowledge. This is the key, brothers. If we need our sisters in this awakening, we must deal with our sisters according to knowledge, whether this is your wife or not. A woman in general, in order for us to work together, you must understand a woman according to knowledge. So, what knowledge is this speaking of? What knowledge must we deal with a woman, a mother, a sister? A wife. What knowledge must we dwell with them according to? We have to go to Genesis. Let's go back, brother. Let's go back to the beginning to show you that knowledge that you're going to need if you want to get everything you can out of a sister. Righteously. Okay? Genesis 3 and 16. Well, actually, let's give it some context. Let's start
1: at 15 because this is after Adam and Eve have sinned. Genesis 3 verse 15 And I will put in an an enmity between thee and the woman And between thy seed and her seed It shall bruise thy head And thou shalt bruise his heel So there will be enmity
0: between the woman's seed Which would trickle down to Israel And the serpent's seed This is speaking of the serpent's seed The serpent have a seed, brothers and sisters A people that is being controlled by Satan that would fight against Israel. We have a lesson um, that we will put together uh, soon, which is um, the fight for rulership. It's the serpent seed versus the woman seed. But we're not we're not dealing with that today. So we, I don't want to get too I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Read
1: verse sixteen, brother. After the sin, verse sixteen. Honor the woman, he said. What did he say, brother? I will greatly multiply thy sorrows. And thy conception. So, brothers and sisters, we went here because why?
0: Before we can go into what we need from our sisters, we must go into what is. Okay?
1: We must go into what is. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 16. Honor the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband. And He shall rule over thee. So, uh, the woman
0: sinned first. So, this is why the most high put this curse on a woman that he would multiply thy sorrow. Because, why you know, she had once she partook in that fruit, Adam was child's play. Adam was child's play because he only had he was pure, he only had the knowledge of good. She had both. So, at that time. There was no way Adam could withstand, because he didn't have the knowledge. And see, that goes back now to what? Society. How society is set up for a woman to be have a higher level of education than a man. They look to do what? Make the man work labor while they educate the woman. They, go, they get it from here, brothers and sisters. Because why? If she's higher educated than you, making more money than you, then likely, unless the foundation is Christ she's going to rule. She's going to rule over you. See? So this society, this system, the system that you know, the academics of America of Babylon and probably all throughout Europe too, it's set up linear. And what do we mean by linear? It's set up for a woman because a woman can learn linear. You can put anything in front of a woman and she can learn it. A man can't do that. It doesn't matter what the test is, if a man is not interested, he's going to fail. Because he's not interested. See, for a sister though, you can put anything in front of her and she can learn that. It's not that way for men. Men only learn what they're interested in, period. So the system is set up for the woman to be more successful than the man, to throw off the whole concept of man and woman. And we're not saying that a woman, you know, uh, she she's not supposed to be more successful
1: than her husband. We're not saying that. Why? Read 16 again, brother. Verse 16. Honor the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over See, thee. See, and thy desire shall be
0: to thy husband. So there's something within a woman where she wants a man. She her desire is to her man and he shall rule over her. So, sisters, even if you're making more money, <laughs> you're more successful, higher educated, that is supposed to be relegated to the man. Because, see, the most high had to put things back in place when he said he shall rule over you. He had to put things in place because it got out of order. And Eve was leading. See? So the the reason we went to this scripture, though, this scripture is so deep. But we, we, our previous scripture said what? You must deal with a woman according to knowledge. So it says he would multiply thy sorrows. See? Multiply thy sorrows. And a man must understand this. See, a woman has feelings that can be good. They can be spiritual inclinations that can guide you through storms or misguided feelings that can be hazardous just as much as they're hurt, uh, helpful. So we don't want our sisters to lose your feelings. We want you to learn your feelings.
1: Read that one more time, brother. From 15,
0: 16.
1: Verse 16. Honor the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband. And he shall rule over thee. Now, we're go- on a scholarly
0: level, we're going to go into our strong concordance. And we're going to look at that word sorrow. Because usually when a person sees that, they think this is speaking only of childbirth. And it's not. It's not. There's a deeper understanding when you go into the Hebrew. We're going to go to Genesis 3 and 16 in the Hebrew. And we're going to show you that word sorrow, what it says. It's the Hebrew number 6093. And the Strong's definition is worrisomeness, brothers and sisters. So the most high, Hebrew number 6093, is worrisomeness, okay? Sorrow, toil. So what is this saying? The most high will put the spirit of worry on a sister. See? In a, we Brothers have to understand this. That's why he said you must deal with her according to knowledge. Okay? Worse than this, she's worried about every aspect of life. So a man will be looking like, what's wrong with you? Can't you just relax? No! <laughs> no! The Most High put something within a system in which she's worried about everything. So when the Bible says you must deal with her according to knowledge... You must know what? That a woman processes externally. So when something's wrong with her, she wants to talk about it. She doesn't want you to do something. When a woman thinks, she talks out loud. You must understand this if you're going to dwell with a woman. Now, men, on the other hand, they process internally. So the more something bothers us, the less we say about it. What a sister does externally, he does internally. So we we have to put that out there because if you're going to deal with a sister, dwell with our sisters, be able to use our sisters to overcome this oppression, you must deal with her according to the knowledge that she have a spirit of worry given by the Most High for the transgression of our mother Eve. See, so in every part of a woman's life, there's concern. And as men, we have to stop being so dismissive and become considerate. Just because you don't understand it, there's something going on with the sister. And a lot of our sisters know that something is wrong. It's inordinate worry within them, but don't know how to put their finger on it. See? So knowing this, knowing that the curse was that the sister would have worrisomeness, she would be worried about everything. Well, am I going to look... Am I going to look right in this? And what about my eyebrows? And sister telling you, I don't want you bringing certain people in the house. <laughs> right? See, a sister is worried, And see, that worry sometimes can be beneficial because she has a perspective to protect you sometimes. So we, we have to deal with the sister according to knowledge and understand that there's an inordinate spirit of worry within her. Okay? Deal with a woman according to knowledge. Understand that she's worried about everything that's out there. And when she wants to talk about it, it's because something is she feels some type of way. When a sister thinks, they talk out loud. Okay? Any sister that's listening to this broadcast could attest to that. Okay? So, brothers, she doesn't always want you to do something. She wants you to listen because this is how she thinks. This is what she's feeling. She tells you how she feels. See, a man, that sometimes that will, you know, that'll put a man in a bad place because a man don't want to hear feelings. He's like, bring me the, you know, bring me the logic. Bring me the facts. She's like, well, this is how I feel. He's like, well, no, give me the facts, though, because I deal off facts and logic. Women usually are led by emotions, while men are led by logic. So we both have to understand each other. Men specifically, because if you're going to deal with the sister, which we need. You must deal with her according to knowledge. Why? Because she had the power of the prayer. There's a power that if she can harness will be beneficial to the nation. Now. Now. We're going to read that scripture again. We're going back to Genesis
1: 3 and 16. Genesis 3 verse 16. Honor the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. And sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. and And thy desire shall be to thy husband. And he shall rule over thee. So where it said, I will greatly multiply
0: thy sorrow. It says, worrisomeness. I would multiply your worry. Sister is worried about everything, brothers. And you must understand that. You must not be dismissive. You must be understanding and considerate. In order to pull everything, all of her power, out of her and use it for the benefit of the nation. Okay? So what are we showing here, brothers and sisters? We're showing that a man must deal with a woman according to knowledge. And a sister also now understands when she's having that unordinate, what? F- feelings. When she's worried it, on a level that's not normal. She can understand what's working there. Because sisters know something's going on. But they don't know what it is. So this lesson is going to help men And women. Brothers and sisters. We're going to read that one more time. Before we move
1: on. Genesis 3 verse 16. Honor the woman he said. I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. And thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And thy desire shall be to thy husband. And he shall rule over thee. Right. I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. And that word sorrow in the
0: Hebrew. Is worrisomeness. Brothers and sisters. So what are we going to do now? We're going to show you that. Satan understands this curse also so he looks to manipulate that spirit of trepidation brothers and sisters he looks to manipulate that let's go to Hebrews brother I'm gonna go to Hebrews 2 and 14
1: let's go to the New Testament brothers and sisters Hebrews 2 verse 14 for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood he also himself, likewise, took part of the same. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is, the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death. Read that again. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Examine that. And deliver them who th- through fear of death were subject
0: to bondage. See? So a woman knows there's something internally, emotionally that she battles with, but can't identify. So you, you see this scripture says, through fear, we're in a lifetime subject to bondage. So through fear, when a sister goes to a hospital, huh, what do you think they're going to play on? What do you think they're going to play on? The fear of death, the, the spirit of worry, the spirit of trepidation. Notice sisters go to the doctor for checkups way more than men. Notice that? See? So through sin, Eve took on an emotional nature of sorrow that's disproportionately in women. Okay? Women go to the doctor so much more than a brother. Okay? Well, I need to check this. I need to check my breast. I need to check this. See, they understand this. They play on that fear. Satan looks to play on that fear. Because why? If a sister is constantly in fear of being sick, it keeps a woman under emotional bondage. See? Well, did you get your pap smear? Did you get this? Did you get that? Well, let us radiate your breast. See? They know that you're already dealing with the spirit of worry. So they'll say, well, listen, we're going to radiate your breast in the same spot (laughs) seven years in a row. And then you'll, you know, then we'll say, well, there's a lump there. Yeah, there's a lump there. Because you're putting radiation on flesh, soft tissue. See? So, I mean, men, I, me at least, I don't deal with checkups, okay? I, if I if I, nothing's wrong, I'm not going. Because they're trying to get you in the doctor to
1: find something wrong, knowing, knowing what? Verse 15. Read it again, brother, please. Hebrews 2, verse 15. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. See, through fear of death
0: were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Our sisters have the spirit of worry. That's why they're always getting checked out. See, and and the doctors play on this. The healthcare system plays on that spirit of trepidation, that, that spirit of worry. So now, now that we've identified what's going on with the sister and how to deal with the sister as a man, as a brother, to deal with her according to knowledge and also educate non-sisters about what's, you know, what they're dealing with according to scripture, according to the Bible. Now we have to show how some of our sisters dealt with worry, brothers and sisters, within the Bible. Okay. Let's go to Genesis, brother. I'm going back to Genesis. Genesis 16, we're going to start at verse 1. This lesson is, no women, no peace. Now we're going to go back to Abraham, or Abram at this time, and Sarai, or Sarah, when they were looking to have a
1: child. Genesis 16, verse 1. Now Sarah, Abraham's wife, bare him no children. And she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abraham, Behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my hand, under my maid; it, it may be that I may obtain children by her. Read that again. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abraham hearkened to the voice of Sarah. So
0: examine this. We all know the story that the Most High told Abraham that he would multiply his seed. His seed would rule the earth. Now Sarai is believing that she's too old. She's looking at her circumstances, believing, listen, you know, I'm too old to have a child. So what does she do? Read verse 2 again, brother.
1: Verse 2. And Sarai said unto Abraham, Behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in on my maid. Do what? Go in on my maid. So look at this. She didn't consult with the Most High. All she could see was
0: her circumstances. So she decided that if God was going to give her a son as promised, she would have to help him out.
1: Look at this. Read. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abraham hearkened to the voice of Sarah. And Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, After Abraham had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. And gave her to her husband Abraham to be his wife. Read. And he went in on a Hagar. And she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived. Her mistress was despised in her eyes. So examine this. She
0: didn't trust the Most High. So she started manipulating circumstances to accomplish his will. To get what she wanted. Which was a son. So she had that feeling that she would... She had that spirit of worry that she was too old to have a child, okay? So we're showing you how some, you know, some of our sisters dealt with worry either in a, you know, in a good way or or in a, uh, in a bad way. Here, the Most High made a promise to her, but her emotions, her worry starts to take over to say, I, I mean, I'm too old now. I'm too old. Now, you know what? I have to step in, you know, and help the Most High. <laughs> As if the High ever needs our help Okay
1: Read verse 4 again brother Verse 4 And he went in on a Hagar And she conceived And when she saw that she had conceived Her mistress was despised in her eyes See so now <laughs>
0: There's a rift Now because Hagar got pregnant There's a rift between the two Imagine you have a husband And there are another woman Living in your house With his child. You think this was a quiet situation here? No.
1: Read. Verse 5. And Sarah said unto Abraham, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid in thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between me and thee. So examine this, brothers and sisters. Sarah's plan B becomes a nightmare.
0: Becomes a nightmare because why she didn't consult with the most high about what she was feeling, she took circumstances into her own hands. See, read verse 6, brother.
1: Verse 6 But Abraham said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. So
0: she said, Listen, judge between you know, who do you want me or her? Now, listen, Sarai or Sarah, she's the one who told Abraham. She loved Abraham so much that her judgment was clouded. She said, this man I love so much. He deserves a child. He deserves a son. He deserves to continue his legacy. I'll give you my handmaid. See, so her love for Abraham led her to make an emotional decision that she was going to have to deal with. See,
1: that spirit of worry. See? See? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 6. But Abraham said unto Sarah, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarah dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. So examine this. Abraham said, listen, she's your hand, man. Do whatever you
0: want. So Sarah began to deal harshly with her. Unfairly with her. It's not her fault. You gave her <laughs> to Abraham. But see, this is what happens when we allow the spirit of our our emotions, our feelings, our worry to take over for our sisters. We're speaking to our
1: sisters here. Okay? We're going to jump to verse 15. Genesis 16, verse 15. And Hagar bare Abraham a son, and Abraham called his name, which Hagar bare, Ishmael. Read that again, brother. Verse 15. And Hagar bare Abraham a son. And Abraham called his son, son's name, which Hagar bare, Ishmael. Ishmael, brothers and sisters. So Hagar conceived and gave Abraham a son
0: named Ishmael, which is who? The heirs, brothers and sisters. You get the Arabs, you get the Palestinian. all of these people come from Ishmael, brothers and sisters. Okay? So, now, look at this. Because of her emotions, because of her worry, she gave Hagar to Abraham. And Hagar got present, pregnant. And now you have Ishmael, who was 13 years older than Isaac. Because Isaac did come. The son that was promised by the Most High came, but it came in his timing. We're going to show you what transpired because of this action.
1: We're going to go to Genesis 21. We're going to read verse 8 through 13. Genesis 21, verse 8. And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. So now you have Isaac. Isaac now is 13 years older.
0: And now you have Isaac, who is the promised child. And you have Ishmael, who is the child come from Hagar,
1: the handmaid. Read that one more time, brother. Genesis 21, verse 8. And the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had borne on Abraham, mocking So now, look, you have
0: the older brother, Ishmael, mocking Isaac. So what transpired?
1: Wherefore, she said, on Abraham. What did she say, brother? Cast out his bondwoman. Do what? Cast out this bondwoman and her son. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. So examine this, brothers and sisters. (laughs) Her first decision was wrong.
0: Because she tried to do God's job. Her second decision was based on jealousy and emotions. Both were very bad decisions. Okay? So look, look at this. So now, the same woman who you gave to Abraham, now you want to throw out. This is just showing you the culmination of what? Of making emotional or letting your feelings lead you. Because guess what? Guess what, brothers and sisters, if you allow emotions to lead you, you have to deal with the repercussions that come with that emotional decision. Okay, it's a package deal. You can't be led by emotions and then think (laughs) that there won't be ramifications for it, especially when you haven't consulted with the most high God. So we're showing our sisters how to deal with that spirit of worry. We know it's there. How to deal with it and how not to deal with it. We're going to read verse 10 again.
1: Genesis 21 verse 10. Wherefore, she said unto Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. Examine that, brothers and sisters. When you have made
0: one bad decision, don't let your emotions cause you to make an even worse one trying to correct the bad decision. Because what happens, we usually start overcorrecting,
1: Which, that's no better. Read. Verse 11. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. So, brothers and sisters, do you think this was a quiet... <laughs> do you think this was a quiet situation up in this house?
0: Having, you know... Having a man that have two children by two different women living in the same house. Sisters, I'm asking you. Because, you know... Our sisters go through a lot, but you didn't go through this, though. So don't think that, you know, our forefathers and foremothers didn't go through traumatizing experiences. This was not. These are black people. This was not a quiet experience. Okay, she was probably talking to Abraham, like, get her up out of here now. Get her up out or I'm gone. One of us going to leave. This was not a quiet situation here. Read
1: 11 one more time, brother. Verse 11. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad, and because of thy bondwoman. And all that Sarah has said unto thee, hearken unto her voice. For in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Right, because he was grieved. Why? Because that's still his child. That's still his child, so he was grieved
0: that it's you know... That Sarai was having an issue with the child and the mother. The Most High said, "Follow what Sarah said, because Isaac shall be the seed that
1: I've called." Read verse thirteen, and also the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation, because he is thy seed. So there is a nation: the Arabs, the palace, the you know the Moabites,
0: the the Palestinians, Jordanian. These people have come from who? From Ishmael. So Ishmael was made a great nation. Why? Because that was a promise to Abraham that he would multiply thy seed. And Ishmael or the Arabs, brothers and sisters,
1: are one of Abraham's seeds. Read 14, brother. Verse 14. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it on to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and the child, and sent her away. And did what? And sent her away. Then he sent her away. So he got up, gave her some food, some water, and sent her on her way. And she departed, and wandered in the wilderness of Bathsheba. So examine this, brothers and sisters. This is now over 13
0: years later. (laughs) So there has been a feud for 13 years based on allowing emotions and worry to lead you, sister. See? So you must understand what you're feeling and know that it's not righteous. It's not of God. So let me consult with God. Okay? Because, see, a sister must understand, a mature sister must understand there's certain things that a man can't help you with. There's certain things that you have to go to the most high for. A man is not going to be to alleviate emotional trauma all the time. So you can't blame the man and I'm not listen, I'm not trying to you know I'm not trying to castigate sisters but what I'm saying is we must understand that the that man is just that he's man he's not the most high God we're going to show you we're going to show you our sister Rebecca and how she dealt with emotion emotional trauma and worry let's go to Genesis 25 and 20 Joshua
1: Genesis 25, verse 20. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to, to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padanamar. Pandanaram? Pandanaram, the sister to Laban the Syrian. Right, so here we got Isaac and Rebekah. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. Why? Because she was barren. Because what? Because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebecca, his wife, conceived. Right, so examine this. There's something that sticks out here, brothers and sisters. They didn't go to a fertility clinic,
0: <laughs> okay? They didn't They didn't do all this, you know, this science that, that's going on that's demonic, brothers and sisters. They went straight to the Most High. See, and this is what you must do. Our people now, they're getting, you know, inseminated all types of madness. This is what you're supposed to do. The sister was barren, and what did the husband do? The husband went to the Most High for his wife. Now, look at this, man. You see where you stand at? You see what you're supposed to be doing here when when a woman, your wife, is dealing with something? You're supposed to go to the Most High for her so she can have some alleviation. Not compound the problem. See? Why? Because you already understand you're dealing with her according to knowledge. She's worried. Okay?
1: Read that again, brethren. Genesis 25, verse 20. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife. The daughter of Bethul, the Syrian of Pandanaram, the sister to Labion, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. Because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. She conceived, read. And the children strugg- struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? So she was having extreme pains because she had what?
0: Two nations who are Jacob and Esau, Israel. In the Edomites, or the quote-unquote white man, struggling in the same womb. Read 22 again.
1: Verse 22. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And she did what? And she went to inquire of the Lord. See, so look at that. A sister who is emotionally mature understands
0: there's certain things a man can't help you alleviate. See? Look at that. A sister who in age with, you know, who gains wisdom through age, a full age, understands that there's certain things a man cannot help you alleviate. Because a man is not the most high. He's a man. So she didn't go to him and start blaming him. You know what I'm going through? See? What did she do? She went and inquired of the most high. See? See? This is what we're showing our sisters. When you're feeling something inordinate, even the spirit of worry, pain, you go to the most high. You inquire of him. Not take, you know, take circumstances into your own hands and start making emotional decisions. You go directly to the most high. We wanted to show you there's a way in which you deal with that spirit of worry and pain. Okay, brothers and sisters? Because sisters deal with what? Their feelings. It's really not about what they're thinking. They tell you what they're feeling. Okay? And they really do feel it. That's why when you say your heart is broken, is your heart actually broken? Or is it a pain that comes to your heart? See? So we must deal with our sisters according to knowledge. And our sisters must understand, you know. the curse that was placed there to separate man and woman. That's why they have all these books and men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Why do women think this way and men think this way? Because they don't have the knowledge of what the Bible says. That's why. So we're going to go into this because why? We need to distribute the weight. Our sisters have to help us
1: carry this until Christ come. Read that one more time, brother. Genesis 25 and 22. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her. What did he say? Two nations are in thy womb. Two nations are in thy womb. And two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one shall be stronger than the, uh, than the other people. So the younger, which is Israel, the Negroes, Natives, and Hispanics... And the elder shall serve the younger. The
0: elder, which are the Edomites or the quote unquote white man, when Christ come back, they will serve us. They will serve us the same way we're serving them, celebrating their holidays. You know, following their rules, following their government, all that's going to change. They're going to serve us because that's what the Bible says. Okay. so this is showing you here that in the womb, there was a fight for rulership in the womb. She was dealing with this. And she went to inquire of the Most High when she had this spirit of worry and pain. She didn't take circumstances into her own hands. And see, we're going into this because our sisters have to gain control of their feelings. We don't want you to lose your feelings. We want you to understand your feelings. That's the difference. So brothers and sisters, sisters specifically, we're showing... How our foremothers dealt with worry. Dealt with emotional unsturdiness. Because why? There's a curse there to all of women. This is not just an Israelite thing. This is not just a black woman thing. Or a Hispanic woman thing. Or a native woman thing. All women are dealing with this inordinate emotion. This spirit of trepidation. Of worry. And there's a way in which you're supposed to... Deal with that and get resolved. And that's through the most high. Okay? Not through you dealing, you know, letting your emotions lead you. See? Spiritual maturity means controlling your emotion. Once you realize what's going on. Now, of course, sporadically, you don't know. You're just feeling it. But as you take time and ponder on it, you can say, okay, you know what? This ain't, this is not right. What I'm feeling is not right. Let me go to my father. Let me cry out to my father. Because why? When a woman prays, shakes the foundations of the heavenly realm. That's what Jeremiah said. Call for the women. See? So our sisters must use the power that they have being women of the Most High. Being daughters of the Most High. Now, we're going to deal with some other things that will come into life that will sidetrack a sister. We're going to deal with bitterness. Let's go to Ecclesiasticus thirty and seventeen because things will pop up in a sister's like all people's life, but a sister sometimes, women are natural nurturers. They, the Most High, have given them a body to nurture, given them, you know, uh, a chest with milk to nurture, and sometimes they nurture bitterness also. Because by design, they're made to nurture. Let's read Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha, chapter 30,
1: verse 17. Ecclesiasticus 30, verse 17. Death is better than a bitter life or a continual sickness.
0: Death is better than a bitter life. Now, brothers and sisters, bitterness is unresolved, unforgiven anger and resentment. It's the result of anger changing from an experience to a belief. So the Bible would not warn you to watch out for bitterness if you wouldn't be confronted with things that could make you bitter. Life will tempt you to become
1: bitter. Read that again, brother. Verse 17. Death is better than a bitter life or continual sickness. See, death is better than a bitter life. And listen, there's a difference between old pain and young pain.
0: Because old pain accumulates interest. Sisters understand what we're talking about, okay? A lot of times, change can make a sister bitter. Change. You lose somebody, somebody walk out of your life, job is changed, location of home is changed. These things can make a sister bitter. Why? Because a woman's security is built around stability. See? So we're showing our sisters the snares, that's there that could railroad you that could railroad this awakening we need our sisters to back us to protect us to pray for us to give us an environment conducive to proper leadership because it's hard it's harder to lead
1: when the environment isn't right read that one more time before we move on brother Ecclesiastes thirty verse seventeen, death is better than a bitter life for continual sickness. Now we're going to deal with some of that
0: change that can come upon a sister that can lead to bitterness, which can therefore sidetrack her and everybody she come in contact with. We're going to go to Ruth. We're going to speak of Ruth and Naomi, brothers and sisters. Okay, let's go to Ruth one in one. Please follow us, brothers and sisters. Please follow us. Ruth, one, one second. Ruth,
1: one and one. We're going to read one through three, Brother Joshua. Ruth, one, verse one. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem Judah went to Sojourn in the country of Moab He and his Wife and his two sons So examine this there was a famine in the
0: Land and there was a man from Bethlehem who went to sojourn In the country of Moab Who are the uh, Palestinians He and his wife and Two sons Now examine this brothers and sisters You're going to go through A a few characters here You're going to have Ruth Was a Moabite. You'll have Naomi who is an Israelite and they have a they have a relationship that would become critical for sisters to understand. I encourage every sister to read Ruth because Ruth goes into detail of some of the things that
1: women go through that could make them bitter. We're going to deal with a few of them. Read verse 2 brother. Verse 2 and the name of the man was Elimelech. And the name of his wife, Naomi. So, Elimelech was the husband of Naomi. And the name of his two sons, Milan and Chilion.
0: Ephrathites.
1: Ephrathites and Bethlehem Judah. Ephrathites of Bethlehem Judah. And they came in, into the country of Moab and continued there. So, Naomi came into the land of Moab with her two sons and her husband, and they continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. Read that again, brother. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left, and her two sons. So examine this. Her husband, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, has now died. He has expired. Read verse 5, brother. Verse 5. And Milan and Chilion died also, both of them. Read that again. And Milan and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. So
0: examine this, brothers and sisters. She has now lost her husband and her two sons. So when we say, you know, that life will conspire against you to make you bitter. These are the type of things. Or a man leave and go with another woman, a man get another woman pregnant. Maybe somebody have uh, uh, tampered with you at a young age. Somebody die. See, when the stability when the stability is shaken, a woman is, you know, who, a woman who's not grounded on Christ can become bitter. See, so what are we showing you here? We're going to show you that. You know what? We'll let the word speak for itself. Jump to verse 21, brother.
1: Verse 21. One second. Verse 21. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again. Uh, Read that again, brother. This is Naomi speaking. Verse 21. I went out full. And the Lord hath brought me home again empty. So examine this. She said, I went out full.
0: The Most High brought me home empty. What is she referring to? What you'll notice, and sisters can attest to this, most women make the mistake of defining themselves based on who loves them. Right? So sometimes God will take away that definition and say, now, who are you? See? If I'm not a mother, who am I? If I'm not a wife, who am I? If I'm not a girlfriend, who am I? <laughs> See? So a lot of times sisters deal with this particular, you know, understanding of defining themselves based on who loves them. So now she's lost her both children and her husband. So she said, I went out full. She's speaking of love. I went out full of love, but the most high brought me home empty
1: read that again brother verse 21 I went out full and the Lord hath brought me home again empty why then call ye me Naomi seeing the Lord hath testified against me and the Almighty hath afflicted me so examine this brothers and sisters many women make that
0: mistake of defining themselves based on who loves them so if I'm not a wife who am I? If I'm not a mother, who am I? If I'm not a girlfriend, who am I? That's what you're trying to find out. See? That's what you're trying to find out. So we always tell single sisters, the Most High is trying to strengthen your core before he bring that person into your life. So the Most High will sometimes put you in an unstable environment to strengthen your core. See? He will put you in an unstable environment to strengthen your core. So when he do bring that man or that relationship into it, you know where your value is and what you're bringing to this relationship. See? He will put you in an unstable environment to strengthen your core. And she said, why call me Naomi? Because
1: Naomi means my jewel. Read verse 20, brother. Verse 20. And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi. Call me Mara. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. Brothers and sisters,
0: whenever when a sister changed her name, <laughs> listen, don't call me my joy. Call me hateful. Call me spiteful. When that happened, you know bitterness has rang up in a sister. See? So the one thing you don't know, that you probably don't know, is that there's a power in pain. Why? Because the Most High will get glory. Out of your pain. So he will allow this. Brothers and sisters. He will allow certain things to transpire. Within your environment. That could if you're not built on that rock. Make you bitter. There is power in pain. Ask the olive how hard it is to get the oil out. You have to smash it. Stomp on it. Suppress it. To get that anointing oil. See. So we're going here to show what their situations will conspire together against you to bring the spirit of heaviness and bitterness on you. You must understand that. You must understand the most I can get the glory out of that and to address that bitterness because it will affect every decision you make and everyone around you. This sister lost her husband, and lost her two sons. <laughs> See? And what usually happens is, you know, you'll become a, you know, you, you'll start dealing with with Christ. And, and what'll happen? What'll happen, brothers and sisters? You'll start dealing with Christ. And a sister will say, yes, Father, come in. Come into my house. But, you know, don't shake up nothing. No, 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 don't, don't touch that. Don't touch that. You know? No, 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 don't move that. Don't move that face. Don't touch that. No, no, don't open that door. My grandmama put that, you know, my grandmama had that there. My mama had that there. My auntie had that there. Don't move that. And that don't happen. When the Most High come in, he's coming in to lead you, not to walk side by side with you. He's coming in to lead. So the Most High will allow things that to happen that if you're not properly rooted, could turn you bitter. And a lot of us know a sister who's bitter. A lot of our older sisters die bitter based on something that transpired 40 years ago. And you're harming, you're hurting yourself. You're harming and you're hurting yourself. There's a power in pain because the Most High will get the glory out of that pain, brothers and sisters. So this is what we're showing. This is what we're showing. Naomi... Made the mistake of identifying herself based on who loved it. That's not what we're supposed to do, sisters. Your value is not you being a mother. Your value is not you being a, a wife. That's not your value. Your value is being a daughter of the Most High God first. Then being a wife and a mother. So our sisters must understand that. And you'll see it. You'll have sisters Who, you know, they get pregnant every, you know, three years or every other year because why they feel like they need somebody to need them. That's their value is having a child that's going to need them and it's forced to love them. You'll see this. Young women getting pregnant at young ages because I just want somebody to love me. I just want somebody to need me. See, that's a trip from the pits of hell. You must find out who you are outside of everyone else. Okay? We're just showing you the snares that Satan will use to sidetrack and to railroad our sisters, therefore rendering the whole nation helpless. Because if our sisters are not on the same path with us as men, we're not going to go anywhere. Let's go to Titus, brother. We're going to go to Titus 2. Because we have instruction for our sisters. Of what we need from our sisters. In order to be successful.
1: Titus 2, verse 3. The age woman likewise. Read that again. The age woman likewise. We're dealing with the woman of age first. That they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Not false accusers. Not given to too much wine. Teachers of good things. This is
0: showing you our aged women. Your responsibility
1: within the nation. Read. That they may teach the young woman to be sober. To love their husbands. To love their children. To be discreet. Chaste. Keepers at home. Good. Obedient to their own husbands. That the word of God may be not blasphemy. Examine this brothers and
0: sisters. Are more mature... Our aged women are to act as a compass
1: to righteousness for young women of our nation. Read three again, brother. Verse three: The aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to to much wine, teachers of good things. See, so our older women are to mentor
0: younger women, younger sisters, teaching them how to grow in godliness. That's why I said that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. So the church is responsible to encourage and equip women to disciple each other in, in righteousness, in holiness. You see that brothers and sisters? We're going to deal with each one of these characteristics one by
1: one. Read verse one, one t- uh, verse three, brother. Verse three The age woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers. Not given too much wine. Teachers of good things. Teachers of good things. Our sisters, our elders, our more mature
0: sisters have a responsibility to be an example to teach the young women how to be women. We're going to prove that. Let's go to Proverbs 14 in 1. See, every no matter your age, you have a responsibility in this awakening. Proverbs 14
1: verse 1. Every wise woman buildeth her house. Read that again. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. See, so look at this. The Most High sees older women as what?
0: As his messengers. He's sending to younger women to show how to grow in faithful, happy, virtuous life as a daughter of Zion. To train younger women in biblical simple to measure, spirit-empowered, love-based living. See, she built of her own house. She built of her own nation. She built of her own people. See?
1: Read it one more time, brother. Verse 1. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. See? So great women are not born. They're made. A great woman chooses to be
0: great. She has the right priorities for her life. She's wise and she's disciplined. And a wise woman is a tremendous asset to the nation. Brothers and sisters, a virtuous woman has great influence of righteousness. So a wise woman builds her house, builds her nation, builds her people. A foolish one will pluck it down with her own hands by being a terrible example in teaching evil and iniquity to young girls. See? Now let's go to Romans twelve and one, because this is what our sisters, our
1: eldest sisters, should be trying to convey to young women. Romans twelve verse one. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service so examiners our sisters are to admonish
0: young women into acting as a representative of the most high that their personal devotion should influence every aspect of life a living sacrifice read that
1: one more time brother verse one i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice holy Acceptable on a God Which is your reasonable service So we need our Elder sisters to understand You don't lead people by what you say to them
0: You lead them by what they see you do See Because the Bible gave A plethora of characteristics Of responsibilities That a sister, an elder sister Should try to Educate a younger woman on But you can't do that If you're not living as a you know, as a righteous servant of the Most High. So the first thing that has to be done is you getting yourself together. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6 and 19, brother. I'm going to stick in the New Testament here, brothers and sisters.
1: One second here. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? Which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Read that again, brother. Verse 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? Which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Right, so this is what our older sisters must understand.
0: We are to, or you know, our sisters are to live as a walking temple of the Most High God, as a consecrated priest of the Most High God, as a living sacrifice. As a bond servant of the most high God. This is first, before you can educate somebody else on what to do, you must be cleansed. You must be right. See? So the Bible is showing you a sister must understand all of these things that we're going into today in order for her to have a positive influence on a young woman. Your body is a living sacrifice, your vessel. Is to be used as an instrument of righteousness. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 7 and 19. In the apocrypha. We're dealing with
1: our aged women. First. Ecclesiasticus 7 verse 19. Forgo not a wise and good woman. Do what? Forgo not a wise and good woman. For her grace is above gold. For what? For her grace is above gold. No precious jewels
0: or earthly treasures are worthy to be compared with a woman of wisdom. A wise woman is discreet and obliging. Everywhere she says shows she governs
1: herself by the rules of wisdom. Read that one more time, brother. Ecclesiastic is seven and nineteen. For go not a wise and good woman. For her grace is above gold. See, so a woman's honor. Is her respect
0: and esteem by others. So, our older sisters must garner respect by being righteous servants. Because, guess what? You will not be able to instruct a sister in righteousness if she's not seeing that same righteousness within you. That's the first way you teach, is by what somebody sees you doing. See, so we need our elder sisters to understand this. They are to show our young girls, okay, listen, it's okay to get older. It's okay to to get older gracefully, right? See, These are the, a young girl must be able to look to big mama, look to an older sister to say, okay, well, you know, this is, as I get older, this is what I'm supposed to be. This is the, you know, the avenue of my life. It's imperative that our older sisters, our more aged and mature sisters, are right. Because that will trickle down to the youth. We we're in our awakening, brothers and sisters. The men are gonna get on the on the butt, on the on the on the move. They're gonna be at the forefront. But we also need our sisters with us. So these are the things we need from our women in order to overcome this oppression, brothers and sisters, and to sustain until the second coming of Christ. This is what we need. Read
1: Ecclesiastes 7 and 19 one more time before we move on, brother. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 19. Forgo not a wise and good woman. For her grace is above gold. See? So we're dealing with our aged women, our, our more mature,
0: our sisters that are, have come to full age. We need our sisters to show purity, to show holiness, to be wise. Because why? Her grace is above gold. Their value cannot be measured. And during this awakening, we need our sisters, we need our young women. But first, we need our elders to be in the proper spirit of a virtuous woman in order to be an example to the youth. Now, let's go back to Titus 2 and 3, brethren. Let's go to Titus. We're going to the New Testament because Titus 2 is the qualifications for our aged women. Let's read Titus 2 and
1: 3. Titus 2, verse 3. The aged women likewise... That they be in behavior as becometh holiness. So we've dealt with that part. We've dealt with the behavior that becometh of, of holiness.
0: Not false accusers. Read that again. Not false accusers. So you're seeing here, these are the qualifications for aged women. That the aged women must meet. So first he dealt with the behavior that becometh holiness. Which is,
1: encompasses
0: all. But now he's going into specifics. Read that from the top, brother.
1: Verse 3, the aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers. Not false accusers, brothers
0: and sisters. So next, Paul turns the spotlight on the hardest member of the body to control. He's speaking of guarded tongues. See, so Paul specifically says to women who want to serve Christ and his church and his people to guard those tongues. Godly women are never to surrender their tongues to the devil. Never. we're going to go into that. Let's go to Proverbs 12 and 22. The elder sister must do what? Have full control over her tongue, of her mouth. We're going to show you, brothers and sisters. We're going to
1: Proverbs 12 and 22. Proverbs 12, verse 22. Lying lips are abomination to the Lord. Read that again. Lying lips are abomination to the Lord. All liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. But they that deal truly are his delight. So examine this,
0: brothers and sisters. Lying lips are an abomination. So we as men and women, we excel at the rest of the creatures in the power of communicating thoughts. So he finds it abhorrent or detestable that we would use our lips. To do what? To spread false accusations.
1: Read that one more time, brother. Verse 22. Lying lips are abomination to the Lord. But they that deal truly are his delight. But they
0: that deal truly are his delight. So our sisters are to be taught to hate lying. And to keep at the utmost distance from it. See? So godly women live with guarded tongues. That's what Paul... Was telling us in Titus, brothers and sisters. This is what Paul is showing. These are the things we need from our sisters. It's going to take the men to step up and be men and the sisters to give us the environment for us to be able to step up and be men. So sisters, controlling the tongue, false accusations, lying lips and gossip, these things are an abomination to the Most High God. Let's go back, brother, to Titus 2 and 3. We're using two, Titus 2 and 3 as what? Or Titus 2, the chapter 2, as the platform or the springboard to show our sisters what behaviors are becoming of a virtuous daughter of Zion. Titus 2 and 3.
1: Titus 2, verse 3. The aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers. Not given too much wine. Not what? Not given too much wine. Examine
0: that. Now we have to deal with that not given too much wine. So, w- <clears throat> excuse me. What is he showing? He's showing that godly women are spirit controlled in every part of their life. Especially alcoholism. Especially. Why? Because a lot of our older sisters are heavy drinkers. Heavy drinkers. I Personally, I've known older sisters... Who will, you know, buy drinks, buy alcohol for people who are not even of age. So they can be viewed as young and hip and cool. No. That's against what we need our women to do. That's against what we need our sisters to do. We need our sisters to be in behavior as becometh of holiness. And then he starts to detail those behaviors.
1: Read that again from the top, brother. Titus 2 verse 3. The aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given too much wine. Not given too much
0: wine. Let's stay there. We're going to deal with this. We need our aged women to not be given to too much wine. Why? We're going to show. Them. Brother Joshua, let's go to Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha. We're going to read chapter 26
1: and verse 8. Ecclesiasticus 26 verse 8. A drunken woman and a gather abroad causeth great anger, and she will not cover her own shame. An alcoholic woman travels restlessly, stirring up irritations. That's what the Bible is saying. Read that one more time. Verse 8. A drunken woman... And a gather abroad causes great anger. And she will not cover her own shame. She will not cover her own
0: shame. means she cares not for her reputation and knows no humiliation, brothers and sisters. She walks with no personal dignity and a lack. <laughs> she has a lack of self-awareness. See, this is not what we need. This is the opposite of what we need. This makes it... Uh, Almost impossible to make the environment one in which a man can lead as our men can stand up and lead and our sisters can follow because we need deliverance. We have to come together. We're showing our nation. What is a man's responsibility within his nation? What is a woman's responsibility within her nation? Because why? We have a lot of men uh, who are doing a woman's job and a woman's doing a man's job. And you have plenty to do for yourself. We need our sisters to be women, to be delicate, to be sensitive, to be benevolent. See, this is what we need our sisters to do. That's the only way to overcome this onslaught, this spiritual attack from the enemy. Men must know how to be men. And sisters must come back to their
1: virtue. Read that one more time, brother. Ecclesiastes 26, verse 8. A drunken woman and a it it gather abroad causeth great anger. And she will not cover her own shame. She will not cover her
0: own shame. This is what happens when you're given to much wine. Let's go to Ecclesiasticus 26 and 25. Just a few verses down.
1: Ecclesiastes 26 and 25. Because remember it says she will not cover her own shame. A shameless woman shall be counted as a dog. Read that again. A shameless woman shall be counted as a dog. But she that is shamefaced will fear the Lord. See? So a loose woman and a, head
0: str- you know, <laughs> and a headstrong woman causes great pain. Being loose and headstrong causes great pain to the point where the Most High says they'll be counted as a dog. So we need help from our women to help build, not destroy. And being given to much wine destroys. There's nothing about being, you know, an alcoholic that's positive, that will help build us. See? So a sister who's bereft of moral conduct is valued as an animal. See? And this is the, this is the type of woman you see on a reality TV show. The loud, <laughs> drunk... What they say? One sister I heard her say, well, uh, yeah, I'm a real bee. I'm like, what? I'm like, that, that's not who you are. You, <laughs> that's not you. Our sister, that is not who we are. But that—that's, you know, that's who's being glorified. I'm the the head. The, what is this? Uh, the HBIC. It's like what? What is this? We know no shame. This is not what we need from our sisters in order to become successful, to have success, to overcome. We have to work together in today's lesson. Is showing you that without our women, we will have no peace. See, the things we're going into are obligatory for a woman, for a daughter of Zion. There's no option here. It's obligatory. Let's go to Ecclesiasticus 31, and we're going to read verse 29.
1: Ecclesiasticus 31, verse 29. Because why? Our age women are not supposed to be given to much wine. But wine drunken with excess maketh bitterness of the mind with brawling and quarreling. So examine
0: that. <laughs> when wine is being abused, it causes a person to lose
1: self-control. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 29. But wine drunken with excess maketh bitterness, make bitterness of the mind with brawling and quarreling. Drunkenness increases the rage of a fool till he offended. It diminishes strength and maketh wounded. So brothers and sisters, those who abuse alcohol should not be selected
0: for leadership. Because why? It increases the chances of sin. That's why sin drunkenness increases the rage of a fool till he offend. See? One given too much wine acts as a stumbling block
1: in building the nation. Okay? Read 29 again, brother. Verse 29. But wine drunken with excess make it bitterness of the mind with brawling and quarreling.
0: Argumentative. You ever seen that? You seen people after they get, you know, drunk now, you know, they're sloppy. They're inebriated. The equilibrium's off. They're arguing even to their friends. They're, you know, there's no filter towards their friends. See? We don't need this. We, we, this is not what we need from a daughter of Zion. Or from any other woman for that matter. But specifically for the daughters of Zion. Why? Because the children of Israel are being utterly destroyed and stomped on, trampled. And, and the only way to overcome, the only way to be liberated is for us to come together and recognize our roles. Stay in our place. A man must stay in the place of a man. A woman must find her place as a daughter of Zion. And do everything that she can to make this environment one that's conducive to leadership and righteousness. Let's go back. Let's go back to
1: Titus 2 and 3, brother. Titus 2, verse 3. We're dealing with the aged women. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given too much wine, teachers of good things. Teachers of what? Teachers of good things. Teachers of good things. So the fourth type of godly behavior is
0: spiritual integrity. See? Godly women live what they
1: teach. Read that again, verse 3, brother, from the top. Verse 3. The aged women likewise. That they be in behavior as become holiness. Not false accusers. Not given to much wine. Teachers of good things. Teachers of good things. Let's stay there. Because our aged women are to train others.
0: In the pattern they have learned. And guess what? Their walk speaks louder than their talk. See? That's why he said. Behavior has become of holiness. And then he went into characteristics of. Of that behavior, not false accusers, not giving too much wine and somebody who's a teacher of righteousness. See. So our our sisters must walk the walk. It's not just about talking to talk. You must walk that walk so a sister can look at that and say, you know what? This woman is a righteous woman of God, and I'm going to emulate the righteousness that I see here. Let's go to first Timothy. 4 and 16, because we need to deal with that teachers of good things.
1: Showing our sisters where their responsibility lies within the nation of Israel. 1 Timothy 4, verse 16. Take heed unto thyself and and honor the doctrine. Read that again, brother. Take heed unto thyself. Take heed to yourself. And honor the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Examine that, brothers and sisters. (laughs) Take
0: heed unto thyself. So Paul always stressed preaching and teaching what he was already living. See? And this is what we have to show our sisters. A godly woman teaches by her life what's
1: good in God's sight. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 16. Take heed unto thyself and honor the doctrine. Continue in them. Do what? Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself, save yourself, and them that hear thee. See? So not only will
0: you save yourself by dealing in this righteousness, but those who hear you, those who see you. (laughs) See? So the Bible encourages older women to develop a ministry of teaching younger women what is good. This is what we need from our oldest sisters, okay? God wants godly women whose life speaks louder than their words. The, none of the women that you see on the pla- the television are women that we should be looking up to for our sisters. Or that if I have a daughter, I want my daughter looking up to. It's nothing about these reality TV stars, these Kardashians, and, and you know, these people... That's just saying, yeah, you know what? (laughs) That's the epitome of righteousness. I want to be that. But that's what you have. You have our sisters looking at this saying, yeah. Well, I want to be a Kardashian. Well, I want to be a Cardi B. It's like, no, no. Wrong. Don't be impressed with that. Be impressed when you see an elder woman in her age showing righteousness by her lifestyle Showing that it's okay to be older It's okay Listen, I said, listen. you can't be competing With a 21 year old out there You can't be, you know, in your 40s, your 30s Your 50s, 60s Trying to be t- somebody 20 years younger That's not your place Your place is to lead those people that's 20 years younger Let's move forward, brother Let's go to 2 Corinthians 6 and 3
1: No women, no peace. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 3, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. Read that again. Verse 3, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. Examine
0: that. Give no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. So, what is this showing? This is showing that improper conduct would bring a reproach to the ministry of Christ. See, so sisters dealing with certain behaviors cannot be used to build the nation. Why? Because a person will look at that and say, if what you're doing is what Christ's doctrine is, I don't want any part of that. Because you're angry, you're drunk, you're an alcoholic, you're getting high, you're loose, you're free spirited to the point where you give out your body. If that's what the Bible is teaching, I don't want any part of that. See. So you must not only talk the talk, but walk the walk, most importantly. Read that again, brother.
1: Second Corinthians 6, verse 3. Giving no offense in anything, that the ministry be not blamed. See? So, as an elder sister, all our sisters, you are to be a
0: sweet fragrance for Christ. You're supposed to attract people to Christ, to the Bible. By giving no offense. By being very careful of your behavior, of your conduct. Is, is there anything that I'm doing that would not act as a godly representation for Christ? See? So these are the things. This is why he said, given behavior to holiness. Our behavior must be in holiness because why? Your behavior can act as a deterrent to somebody wanting to deal with the truth. This is your responsibility, sisters. This is what we need from you. This is what your nation needs. Without you, we fall. Without you, we're doomed. Men are going to get together. Men are going to be men. But we need our sisters to carry a, carry their responsibility. Because they do have responsibility. Let's go back. Let's go to Titus 2 and 4. We're going to take this one at a time. Dealing with our sisters. And for men, for brothers out there who is looking maybe for a wife or raising a daughter, now you're seeing, even though you can't really teach a woman how to be a woman if you're a man, you can show them what the Bible says a righteous woman is. You can show that. This is what we're looking for. If a man is looking for a wife, these are the qualities he should be looking for because Having a wife with these qualities is going to make it conducive for you to be able to become the man of God that he created
1: you to be. Let's go to Titus 2 and 4. Titus 2 verse 4. That they may teach the young woman to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet. So examine
0: that. I need you to examine that. Read 4 one more time, brother. Well, actually, let's just read three, two, four.
1: Titus 2, verse 3. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as become holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. Teachers of good things. That they may teach the young women to be sober. That what? That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. See? So look at this. One of the strongest
0: forces for
1: spiritual ministry
0: lies with the older believers. See? Older women are to train the younger women to learn the art of self-restraint. It says, teach the young women to be sober. So what we need from our older sisters, our elder sisters, is we need them to be earnest mentors. That's what we need. These things aren't going on anymore within our community. The, The older men are not mentoring the younger men. The older women are not mentoring the younger women. They're competing with them. And we've all, you know, dealt with the repercussions of this. And when you look around in our communities, this is what you're seeing. No respect for the elders. Either way, with the brothers or the sisters, no respect for the elders. And, and matter of fact, the elders are like, damn, listen, I ain't talking to them no more. I don't to too much. See? We have to come together. A young man must know where his place is. An elder man must know where his place is. Likewise. With the sisters. We all have a responsibility. Each and every one of us. No matter your age. You have a
1: responsibility. And we're going into that today. Read verse 4 again brother. Titus 2 verse 4. That they may teach the young women to be sober. Let's deal with that right there. We need our older Women to
0: teach young girls, young women to be sober. Let's go to Habakkuk 2 and 15. Because you have quite the opposite of that out there. Where because a sister who may be elder wants to, you know, wants people to, you know, maybe accept her as, you know, being cool or hip or with the young crowd. You know, they'll go drink over at this sister's house. You know, every Friday or whatever day, this older sister, she probably had more money than these, the young girls. So she'll go get all the bottles. And now it's a girl's night of bottles over at, 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 uh, you know, at the sister's house. See? How is that helping the nation, sister?
1: Let's show you. Teach the young woman to be sober. Habakkuk 2 and 15. Habakkuk 2, verse 15. Woe on him that giveth his neighbor drink. Read that again. Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor drink, that putteth thy bottle to him, and maketh him drunken also, that thou mayest look on their nakedness.
0: So it says, avoid people who look, who purposely try to get you intoxicated. It says, it says that thou mayest look on their nakedness, to show you what? When you do that, you deprive a sister of their reason. See? Because why? When you're, the scriptures previous told us that what? When you're drunk, you have no shame. <laughs> so you're, you're showing your nakedness. <laughs> the, the very things that should be sheltered and concealed, you're, you're showing before the world. Because why? You're drunk. So you'll have sisters who look to get people drunk in order to make a fool out of them.
1: See? Read it again, brother. Habakkuk two verse fifteen. Woe on him that giveth his neighbour drink, that putteth thy bottle to him, and maketh him drunken also, that thou mayest look on their nakedness. So examine this, brothers and sisters. That you need to avoid anyone
0: who's encouraging you to be inebriated. You need to avoid that. There's nothing about that that leads, you know, that leads to righteousness. Somebody who every time they come together. You know, shots for the girls. Everybody get a shot. It's like, (laughs) no, sister, no. Whoever that person is, you need to avoid. You need to separate from. Okay? Sisters understand this. Every time y'all get together, there's a sister that want to go drinking. All of her fun is attached to drinking. Avoid. Avoid this person. Read verse sixteen, brother.
1: Verse sixteen, thou art filled with shame for glory. See, this is what happens. People are trying to do what? Get you
0: drunk. This is what they're trying to do. Read that again.
1: Thou art filled with shame for
0: glory. See, so your shame, which you should be, you know, covering, you use for glory. Your glory, you're gloating in. Drink
1: out. Drink thou also, and let thy foreskin be uncovered. The cup of the Lord's right hand shall be turned on thee. Read that again. The cup of the Lord's right hand shall be turned on thee, and shameful spewing shall be on thy glory. Examine that. So people who always want to go out and get
0: drunk, or their fun is always predicated on alcohol, and look to encourage other people to partake, the Most High will turn His fury towards you because you're teaching young girls to uncover their nakedness, to show no shame, to deal in quarreling. This is what you're promoting. Mark these sisters out and avoid them. Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor drink and put the bottle to him. See? And then you'll have sisters out there who they'll see a sister who's modest and innocent and try to do everything they can to take that sister. Because why? Because they've lost their innocence. See? Let's go back to Titus 2 and
1: 4. Titus 2 verse 4. That they may teach the young women to be sober. To love their husbands. To do what? To love their husbands. Read. To love their children. Right. So so
0: examine this. An elder woman is supposed to mentor a young woman on how to be sober and how to love their husbands and their children. So our elder sisters have the responsibility of training the young women how to be successful wives, mothers, and housekeepers. And the younger women have the responsibility of listening and obeying. See? That's what an older sister is supposed to be doing. Whether she's in a relationship or not. Whether she have children or not.
1: Read that again, brother, please. Verse 4. That they may teach the young women to be sober. To love their husbands. To love their children. To be discreet. To what? To be discreet. Let's deal with that. Our elder sisters
0: are to encourage Discretion. Uh, to encourage our sisters to be discreet. See? Let's deal with that. Let's go to Wisdom of Solomon in the Apocrypha. 8 and 12. Wisdom of Solomon. 8 and 12, brothers and sisters.
1: Our eldest sisters are to teach the young women to be discreet. Wisdom of Solomon. 8 verse 12. When I hold my tongue, they shall bide my leisure. And when I speak, they shall give good ear on me. If I talk much, they shall lay their hands upon their mouth. Read that again, brother. Verse 12. When I hold my tongue, they shall bide my leisure. And when I speak, they shall give good ear on me. So the
0: Bible discourages using an abundance of words where few would suffice. So restraining our lips is an indication of wisdom and humility. It's showing you. That if I hold my tongue, then when I actually do speak, they'll give attention to it. See, the less you speak, especially when it's something that doesn't really hold weight, then when you actually do speak, people will will be quiet and listen because you you're not always just you know just talking about nonsense. This is what you're supposed to be teaching a young woman. See closing your mouth and reducing your words will cause others to assume that you're
1: wise. <laughs> Bible tell you this. See? Read it again, brother. Solomon, Wisdom of Solomon 8 verse 12. When I hold my tongue, they shall bide my leisure, and when I when I speak, they shall give good ear unto me. If I talk much, they shall lay their hands upon their mouth.
0: So brothers and sisters, the Bible tell you many times that somebody who know when to restrain their words have a better chance of someone being attentive when they actually speak. Just, Just by that alone, people will think you're wise. We're going to prove that. We're going to Job in the Old Testament. We're going to go to Job chapter 29, verse 21 through 23 to prove this.
1: Job 29, verse 21. On a mean men gave ear. Read that again. On a mean men gave ear, and waited, and kept silence at my counsel. After my words they spake not again, and my speech dropped on, upon them. Read that part again. And my speech dropped upon them, that they waited for me as for the rain, and they opened their mouth wide as for the later rain. Latter rain. Read that from the top, brother. 21 through 23. Job 29 verse 21. On a men gave ear and waited and kept silence at my counsel. After my words, they spake not again. And my speech dropped upon them. And they waited for me as for the rain. And they opened their mouths wide as for the ladder rain. So
0: examine this. This is showing you that reduced speech will have a person respect your words more. See, that's wisdom right there. Elder sisters should be teaching this to the youth. Know when to hold your words. Know when to be quiet. Because a talkative woman should cut her words in half to make sure she's not despised as the odious and clamorous woman. See? Because there's this thing, there's this spirit going around and you can see it on television, especially in these reality shows, which I don't watch. But a sister always have to speak her mind. (laughs) And if, and if she don't speak her mind, it's called being fake. Or what, what is it say? Not keeping it a hundred. It's like, what? That's, that, that's not fake. That's wise. Not to say everything that come to your mind. See? So the way that our sisters are being trained by television and these uh, celebrities is completely contrary to what we need to build our nation. See? A sister don't always have to say what she know or how she feel. Our elder sister should be showing that because why? What happened with Jacob and Esau and Rebecca? The Most I told Rebecca what? That the elder shall serve the younger. Did she ever go tell Isaac that? Exactly, see? So she knew when to keep things to herself. That's wisdom that come with maturity. See? That's wisdom that come with maturity. Sisters, if you're in a relationship and you see a weakness within your man, guess what? That's your job. (laughs) Your job is to strengthen his weakness. Wherever he's weak at, that's your job. Not to go tell him. To go slander him and throw him down. No. Because the only thing you're doing is breaking him down. If you know where his weakness is, that is your job. Period. Not to go castigate him. Not to go excoriate him. Not to, you know, not to cast any aspersions on him. Our sisters must know when to be quiet. Because why? Your word will have more value if you use them sparingly, according to the Bible. Let's go to Proverbs 11 and 22 because it said, Teach the younger women to be discreet. To be discreet.
1: Proverbs 11 verse 22. As a jewel of gold in a swine's snout. Read that again. As a jewel of gold in a swine's snout. So is a fair woman which is without discretion. Read that part again. So is a fair woman which is without discretion. Examine that, brothers and sisters. We're talking about discreet. We're talking about discretion,
0: brothers and sisters. Discretion is the ability to discern or distinguish what is right, befitting, or advisable for one's own conduct. See? So this is a fair comparison to an attractive woman without personal grace to be pleasant company.
1: Read that again, brother. Verse 22. As a jewel of gold in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. See? So beauty is not much if the woman with it doesn't know how to conduct herself.
0: See? This is what we need our sisters to understand. This is what we need our eldest sisters to convey to the youth. See? So while a gold ring might be a stunning piece of jewelry, its beauty is lost when placed in the snout of a pig. See? So you can be, you know, you can be a a fair woman. You can have worldly beauty. But if the mouth, the attitude, the conduct is filthy, (laughs) that, you know, you're not doing yourself any justice here. You're not doing yourself any justice. There must be a balance here. Discretion. Teach the youth to be discreet. Let's go to Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha 33 and 29. Why? Because this lesson is no women, no peace. Without our sisters upholding their half of the bargain, we would never get out of this condition.
1: Ecclesiasticus 33, verse 29. But be not excessive toward any, and without discretion, do nothing. Do what? And without discretion, do nothing. Without discretion, do nothing. So sisters must be sure to learn and
0: apply the biblical quality of discretion. We need our sisters to become women
1: of discretion. See? Read that one more time, brother. Ecclesiasticus 33, verse 29. But be not excessive toward any, and without discretion, do nothing. See? Now, there's many areas in our lives where we need to
0: exercise discretion. But perhaps... The two most obvious would be the right use of the tongue and in the manner of dress. Speaking to our sisters here, the right use of the tongue, which we just dealt with, holding your tongue, will cause people to actually believe you're wiser, according to the Bible. And in your manner of dress, discretion is your conduct. What to do, when to do it. What to say, when to say, or when not. What to wear, where to, you know, what to wear, when to wear it. Discretion. Our youth need to understand this. Our sisters need to understand this. Class. (laughs) Class. Where did the class go? Let's go to Ecclesiasticus 26. Because let's deal with the discretion pertaining to dress code. Let's deal with that. We're going to Ecclesiastes 26 and
1: 9. Please follow us, brothers and sisters. We're in the Apocrypha. Ecclesiastes 26, verse 9. The whoredom of a woman may be known in her haughty looks and eyelids. If thy daughter be shameless... So,
0: Xamens, you know the whoredom of a woman based on her looks and her eyelids. Why? What is this speaking of eyelids? Makeup, brothers and sisters. When you look at that Egyptian eye, that symbol, it was the fallen angels teaching them how to make themselves up into somebody else, to to have a man lust after them. They're not wearing makeup for no reason. It's certain, now, are we saying a sister can't wear makeup? No, we're not saying that. But there's some sisters out there who they can't walk out the house without makeup. And there's certain things that they're doing with the makeup to cause a man to lust, to 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 gain or grasp the attention of a man, any man that walk past, they want a man to look. And you can look in their face and see that. You can look in their eyelids. You can look at how they walk. See, this
1: is what the Bible showing you. Read that again, brother. Ecclesiastes 26 and 9. The whoredom of a woman may be known in her haughty looks and eyelids. See, so dress modestly, sisters. If you're not selling, take down the sign,
0: right? Modestly, ref- excuse me. Modesty reflects humility. That's what you see based on how you're dressing. So You have to be a realist. If you dress a certain way, it's, it's likely that a man's going to dress you a certain way and look, you know, to get one thing from you. That's what he's going to look for. And then he'll probably leave off after leaving you with 2.5 children. That's what happens. So you'll get the attention, but it's not the attention you, you need. Read that one more time, brother.
1: Verse 9. The whoredom of a woman may be known in their haughty looks and eyelids. If thy daughter be shameless, keep her in straightly. Least she abuse herself through overmuch liberty. See, if your daughter be shameless, if a sister be shameless, don't give
0: her too much liberty, because she will end up abusing herself. It's it said, keep her in straightly. If you got a daughter or, or a sister or somebody who's a little free spirited to speak, keep her in straitly, unless she get
1: used and abused through much liberty. Read. Verse 11, Watch over an impudent eye, and marvel not as she surpassed against thee. Right. Really? She will open her mouth as a thirsty traveler when she, he hath found a fountain. She will do what? She will open her mouth as a thirsty traveler when he hath found a fountain, and drink of every water near her. That means she will give herself to any
0: man that walked past overmuch through much liberty. She will open her mouth as a thirsty traveler when he hath found a fountain and drink of every water near her. Every She thinks that she's helping the community by giving out her body. Because why? Sisters have been... Something have happened in the earth, brothers and sisters, where Satan have convinced and tricked women that their power is that they can show their body off. Like, yeah, I'm going to show my chest off and I'm going to show my buttocks off because that's my power. Yeah, I'm strong and I can do and wear what I want to do. I'm fine. See, something, something has happened. Well, our sisters believe the power is within their body and not in their mind. Read that again, brother. Verse
1: 12. Ecclesiastes 26, verse 12. She will open her mouth as a thirsty traveler when he hath found a fountain, and drink of every water near her. By every hedge will she sit down, and open her quiver against every arrow. She will go with anyone. She will abuse
0: herself over much liberty. So you must keep a woman in straightly. You must keep a daughter in, a sister in straightly, and not give her too much liberty. Don't give her too much liberty. This is what the Bible is showing you. Because why? If there's no rules, if a woman can just do and go wherever she wants, then, I mean, (laughs) what's the purpose of having a man? If a man can't say, well, I don't think that's a place you should be going to. Right? I spoke to one brother. He said, um, he got in a fight some years ago um, at a party. Uh, because he was at a party with his wife and um, a house party with his wife and some guy started you know, grabbing up on her. And I'm like, brother, well, why would you and your wife be at a, a shindig for single people? I'm pretty sure the person that was grabbing on your wife didn't know that she was with you. Because if you're in a relationship, what are you doing at the club? See? This is what we're showing you. This is what we're showing you. There's need to be rules and regulations for a sister, for a daughter of Zion, of what's appropriate and what's inappropriate, where a daughter of Zion should be at and where she should not be at. And some men are scared to put those lines there because they have no spine and are afraid that a sister will maybe walk away or find somebody else. The Bible tell you if your daughter be shameless, keep her in straightening. or she will abuse herself through much liberty. Same thing with a girlfriend, wife. Listen, you gotta restrict certain things. A woman who's a, you know, who's in a relationship or a daughter should not be in certain areas because the environment alone is the encouragement. For what confrontation? For something sexually to happen. The environment alone is sexual. A woman shouldn't be there unless she's looking for that. It's the Bible is showing you. That's what the Bible is showing you. Men are not going to the club to hang out with other men. They're going to find a girl probably that they could take home somewhere. So let's be realists here. Let's be realists. Let's go to Titus 2 and 5. We're showing what we need from our sisters.
1: Our elder sisters and our youthful sisters. Titus 2 verse 5. What do we need? To To be discreet, chaste. Chaste, okay. So look at this. We need, read, let's jump up a little bit. Let's read 4 and 5 again. Titus 2 verse 4. That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste. So we've dealt with the discretion being discreet, and now it's being chaste.
0: Elder sisters must teach younger women to be chaste. We're going to deal with that. We're going to go to Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha, 26. 22 and all of these things that we're reading here affect our community they affect our nation we need our sisters to understand that because sisters think well i'm just doing me what i'm doing only concerns me and that's not the case what you're doing affects
1: all of us all of us ecclesiasticus 26 verse 22 A harlot shall be accounted as spittle. A
0: harlot shall be accounted as spittle, meaning a harlot or a a whore, according to the Bible, shall be regarded as spit, have no value, no worth. But a married woman is a tower against death to her husband. See? So we encourage our sisters not to dress or act in a manner to draw attention to themselves, that they may put a stumbling block in a brother's way. See? Because... The way that you act, the way that you dress, the way that you're walking is a stumbling block against your own brother. See, that's why you're accounted as spit. Because you don't care about possibly a brother lusting or a brother, you know, getting in trouble with the most high God because you have a, you know, you have a prostitute's uniform on and he's looking. Never the, never mind the fact that he may have a family, none of that. (laughs) See? So a woman must do what? Build her house. That's the Bible said, a wise woman build her house. So you are to know and to look and say, okay, me doing certain things, going certain places and wearing certain things actually have a negative effect on my nation, on the men of my nation. See? That's the type of woman that's going to help us in a revolution not somebody who think they need to be cute and wear the tightest thing and just everything's about you being cute and being recognized. You're going to be destroyed. The women we need within our nation to help us overcome is a woman who keep her number one God and her nation, her people. What affects her people? For example, the same as a man. A man can say, you know what? Um, I need to feed my family. But in order to feed my family, I must sell drugs to my own people. See? So he only cares about him. He don't care about how he's destroying his neighborhood. How he's destroying his own people. See? We need our sisters to stop being so selfish. That's what it is. Stop dealing with so much vanity. That's
1: what we need. Read it again, brother. Ecclesiastes 26 and 22. A harlot shall be accounted as spittle, but a married woman is a tower against death to her husband. See, and we need to help transform the perception
0: of our sisters. There's no strength in being a harlot, in being at the club, you know, going club hopping every Friday. See, you are to aspire to be a married woman, not a woman who, yeah, I just want to go out and have dudes look at my butt when I walk past. It's like that's, I mean, that's what you aspire to be—is having people stare at your your rear end. But, I mean, where's the, where's the dignity at? Where's the dignity gone? Yeah, I you know I uh I, I saw one article, brothers and sisters, where they said they were gonna um, they threatened to take the like button off of Instagram, and and people almost burned down the whole United States of America based on this. <laughs> Of a like button. Because it's like, I need validation from somebody. Sisters, we're showing you what we need from you. This is what your men need. We need women to act like virtuous daughters of Zion. Because guess what? If you act like a virtuous daughter of Zion, a man will have to address you as such. Trust and believe. A man, just by looking at a woman, know... A woman's out of his caliber. It's out of his league. He can look at her and already know. Okay. When I go address this sister, I got to be right. I got to be together. See, a man understand when a woman is out of his league. And how he must address her just by looking at her. And he also understand when he see a woman with no clothes on. Online that she's available. Whether she says she have a man or not. Because if you had a man, why are you showing us all this? Cover up. Sit your behind down, and only get naked for your husband. We don't want to see this mess. This is what we need our our eldest sisters to implement within our young within our youth. Sister, if you show everything now, he I mean, leave something for the imagination. I mean, good I mean, good grief. Let's go to Ecclesiastes. 7 and 22, because we were talking about being chaste. Teaching our youth to be chaste.
1: Ecclesiastes 7 and 26. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 26. And I find more bitter than death the woman, whose heart is snares and nets, and her hands is bands, whoso pleaseth God shall escape from her. Read that part again. Whoso pleaseth God shall escape from her. But the sinner shall be taken by her. So examine this. Solomon
0: vividly provides an example of temptation that requires wisdom to face and overcome. Look at this. He found that righteousness is indeed you know <laughs> whether it's a man or woman, righteousness is rare.
1: <laughs> this is what this is what he's saying. Look at this here. Read that again, brother. Verse 26. And I find more bitter than than death the woman. Whose heart is snares and nets. What do snares and nets do? They get you
0: caught up. It says he find a woman. Who's looking to get a man. Caught up in a trap. A thirst trap. Is more bitter than death. And you have sisters out there.
1: Just for that reason. Read it again brother please. Verse 26. And I find more bitter than death the woman. Whose heart is snares and nets. And her hands as bands. Whoso pleaseth God shall escape from her. But the sinner shall be taken by her. See? So examine
0: that. Examine that. A woman well behaved is a man's most desirable possession. Brothers and sisters. Poorly behaved. She's more bitter than death. According to the Bible. See? We don't need a woman. That's a thirst trap. That's trying to get men to lust after her. That's not what we're looking for. That leads to destruction. That leads to the depravity. That leads to iniquity. That leads to sin. We don't need that from our sisters. We don't need that. Now, more characteristics of women that demoralize our nation. Let's go to 1 Timothy 5 and 13. Going to the New Testament, brothers and sisters. First Timothy five and let's
1: go to to go to thirteen. First Timothy five verse thirteen. And withal they learned to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tattlers also and busybodies. And what? And busybodies. And what? And busybodies, speaking things which they ought not. So busybodies. Bible warns
0: our sisters to what? To not become busybodies.
1: Read that one more time, brother. Verse 13. And withal they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house. And not only idle, but tattlers also. And busybodies, speaking things which they are not. So it's just showing you what? Idleness
0: is a what? Look look at this, brothers and sisters. Look how it's conjoined to tattlers in busybodiness. So idleness is a major contributory to being a busybody. <laughs> Gossip, talebearing. These are all frequent accomplices of idleness. See? Look at this. How many of our sisters do we know that's dealing with this, brothers and sisters? How many women we know that's going house to house, spreading rumors, tattling, and everybody's business but her own? So their idleness, which Paul was here warning about, caused them to become busybodies. Can't be still. Can't deal with her own business.
1: Read that one more time, brother. First Timothy 5 and 13. And with all they learned to be idle wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tattlers also, and busybodies, speaking things which they ought not. Brothers and sisters, when it says busybodies, it's speaking
0: of a person in the matters of other persons which do not concern them. You'll have that, where people just want to be in everybody else's business, going from house to house. You would see it, you know, in the ghettos you see a sister just coming out from house to house, always at somebody else's house, gathering information. We don't need that from our sisters. Why? Because busybodies are often people who are dissatisfied with the level of drama in their own lives. So they become involved in problems of others. This is a sin. These are these are the characteristics. These are the behaviors that demoralize our nation. Brothers and sisters. Gossiping, idleness, busybody, speaking things which they ought not. And usually, now, usually, brothers and sisters, this busybodiness is usually camouflaged under what? <laughs> Strong concern. Oh, I'm concerned. No, you're not. You're nosy. There's a difference. So, we're showing our sisters what behaviors to stay away from and when they see somebody dealing with these behaviors to avoid because you have a grave responsibility within this awakening men are going to take the brunt of the weight but we have to you know we have to be able to share some of this it's too heavy for the man to carry alone without a spotter the woman is a spotter if you ever worked out you know what a spotter is let's go to 1st Thessalonians 4 and 11 Dealing with these
1: busybodies. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 11. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 11. And that ye study to be quiet. Do what? And that ye study to be quiet. And to do your own business. And and to work with your own hands. As we commanded you. Examine that. Study to be quiet. Do your own business. <laughs> it's showing you what? Meddling
0: or being a busybody is a sin.
1: Read that one more time, Brother Joshua, verse eleven, and that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you. Why? Because meddling in another's affairs may actually
0: complicate or interfere with God's capable work. Because you're, you know, you're running in between when this is this is not your business. You mind your own business. is what the Bible is saying. Because you'll have this. Especially with older sisters. They just call. Girl you heard about this? You heard about that? Oh yeah. It's like. Sister what I mean. Come on you too old for this. You too old for this. Stop spreading drama and rumors. Mark those who are continually meddling. With other people's business. Why? We're going to show you why. Why should you mark those who are dealing in the spirit of busybodiness? Let's go to First Peter 4 and 15 to show you why you should mark these people. We're going to First Peter 4
1: and we're going to go to 15. First Peter 4 verse 15. But let... No- But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in another man's matters. Read that again, brother. Verse 15. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in another man's matters. Brothers and sisters, being a busybody is as serious
0: as murder or robbery. See this? You see this, brothers and sisters? And this is why we always say, you know, if you're dealing with some type of marriage counsel, which we deal with, or uh, relationship counsel, never encourage, always support. Never encourage somebody to make a decision. You support whatever decision they make. Because see, what tends to happen is girlfriends will be sharing information about what's going on in the relationship. And usually the girl, the woman will say, yeah, girl, you need to leave him. Yeah, girl, he ain't no good. He ain't got no job. He dealing with all these other, you know, stuff online. And see, usually when that happens, typically the sister does not leave or she leaves for a month and comes back. But now the man is your enemy. Why? Because he know you're trying to get his woman to leave him. See? And that'll never be repaired. That will never be repaired. You stepping in to encourage somebody to leave their mate will never be repaired. So now he's probably like she's not coming to my house. Matter of fact, you're not hanging out with her. See? So if you're gonna deal with marriage counseling or, or relationship counseling, always support. Never encourage them to make one decision or another unless somebody being beat up. Know your place. Stay there. So I, listen, I sister, I support whatever decision you make, okay? But I'm not going to tell you to leave your man. Or I'm not going to tell you to stay. Whatever decision you make, sister, I'm in support of, okay? That's where you're at. Not trying to encourage somebody to make a decision. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians 3 and 16.
1: Follow us, brothers and sisters. Second Thessalonians 3, verse 16. Now the Lord of peace himself gave you peace always by all means. Excuse me, I meant verse 6. So happy. I... 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 6. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly. And not after the tradition which he received of us examine that brothers and sisters have no fellowship with those who would not
0: submit to proper discipline this is why we said mark the people who are dealing in that spirit
1: read that one more time brother verse six now we command you brethren in the name of our lord christ that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received others. See? Exclude such people from your communion. Period.
0: Why? Because you'll have sisters who see the virtue or innocence within a sister and do everything they can to try to taint that young lady, to try to shame her. Like, girl, what you got on? What? what I mean, you? what you trying to be? You, you got all these loose clothes on. What you a Mormon? Huh? Oh, oh! what you got your head wrapped up? What, I mean, what you in the Middle East? what you a Muslim? See? No, you always keep, you know, you always keep the brown or black hair. You need to put this pink in your hair. You need to put this, you need to put this, you know, this lime green rainbow in your hair. See? This is what happened. I'm, I'm sure sisters, older sisters, have examined this and seen this before when you have a sister who's who's got anger and bitterness and when she get around a certain sister who's dealing with humility dealing with patience love virtue and innocence they'll do everything that they can to take that innocence so you need to be careful you need to be careful because Satan understand that innocence is a good thing. The appearance of innocence is a good thing. You don't want a sister out there. Who you know. Seem like she's too seasoned. Innocence. Benevolence. Sensitivity. <laughs> you know. These are the things. That we need our sisters to deal with. Not in the spirit of Aggressiveness. Not in the spirit of being loud and clamorous. In, this, in the spirit of softness and delicateness. This is what we need from our sisters. To make it more conducive for a man to be able to be a man. To lead. Let's
1: read verse 6 one more time, brethren. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 6. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Christ that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which he received of us. Right. So we went here to show you why we must mark those people, brothers and sisters.
0: Withdraw from these people. Stay away from these people. Because why? They're going to spread like a cancer. And it, it will not be positive for the nation. In this awakening, we have no time for this. It's time to get focused. Men... Are going to come back to their natural position as leaders. And sisters are going to go to their natural position. As what? As supporters. As helpmates. And the way they help. Is by making sure the environment. Is conducive. To righteousness. We're going to go to Titus 2 and 5. We're almost done here. We, did a, we had to do a thorough lesson for our sisters to understand how much value they have and how sometimes the behaviors that they're exhibiting unknowingly is actually tearing down the community, tearing down the nation, tearing down the man. Let's go, uh, let's actually get the context. Let's read,
1: um, let's read four and five. Titus two, verse four, that they may teach the young women to be sober. To love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home. What? Keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemy. So examine that, brothers
0: and sisters. Our older sisters, whether married or not, we must encourage those who are to keep families together. Why are we saying this? Because you'll have older sisters who are bitter. Based on them probably running a man out of their life. So they'll, you know, when they're in the counselor's position, they'll do everything they can for a sister to end up what? Single like her. Bitter like her. So all the counsel she's giving is counsel that's going to lead you to be single and bitter like her. So you have to watch out for that. You have to watch out for that. Traditionally, you're going to want to deal with somebody who, you know, has, has a successful relationship. I'm not going to go to a brother that's been divorced four times and ask him for relationship advice. It's not wise. So you have to be careful with who you're getting counsel from. Our elder sisters, whether they're married or not, must encourage what? Encourage young women to keep families together. Know the value of family. Why? Because family was made to take dominion from Satan. That's why. Satan hates
1: the idea of family. Read that one more time, brother. Titus 2, verse 4. That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, Obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemy. Right, so let's deal
0: with this. It says keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands. Let's deal with this. Because this is what older sisters are supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be teaching family, they're supposed to be promoting family. If a sister is in a relationship with her husband, have children, or whatever the case may be. We're to act as a protector of that. Not as somebody who looking to destroy that. So everything that happens, yeah, girl, you should leave them. You should leave them, girl. Why? So I can hang out with you more? <laughs> because you're single? You must know the ulterior motives. We need our elder sisters to show young women to keep their families. That's the way of God. Keep your family intact. Let's go to Ecclesiasticus 26. Ecclesiasticus 26 and 13, brethren. Follow us to the Apographer, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiasticus
1: chapter 26. We're going to read verse 13 through 15. Ecclesiasticus 26, verse 13. The grace of a wife delighteth her husband, and her discretion will will fatten his bones. Her
0: discretion will fatten his bones see so they' examine that discretion so a sister should understand that when there's certain things going on within the house you are to keep that within the house because that will fatten his bones not that you go run and tell all of his transgressions and weaknesses that will fatten his bones also that dis- that same discretion will have you dress appropriately to respect your man. Not to have your buttocks all out while y'all out in public. To where now he got to stare at every man that walk past to see if they looking at his wife. To possibly even get in a fight. See? Respect your husband. Cover up. Keep home business at home. See? Because that's the main way to get a man angry. Is to have his business in the streets. Ask any man that have a girlfriend or a wife. Ask him. Ask any man who's in a relationship what is one of his pet peeves and that's having his
1: business out in the streets. Read it again, brother, please. Ecclesiasticus 26 and 13. The grace of a wife delighteth her husband, and her discretion will fatten his bones. A silent and loving woman is a gift of the Lord. Read that again. A silent and loving woman is a gift of the Lord. And there is nothing so much worth as a mind well instructed. Examine that. A woman who knows when to be quiet. She values peace.
0: See? Is a gift from the Most High God. There's nothing worth more than a woman's mind well instructed. See? And this is for our men to understand. If you give the woman instruction according to righteousness, she's going to take your plan to a level you could have never done it. But you must have the instruction. You must be leading in working towards whatever that instruction is. A silent and loving woman is a gift from God. Meaning she knows the value of peace. She don't always have to get the last word. She don't always have to prove her point. She don't always have to prove that you're
1: wrong. See? Read that again. Ecclesiastes 26 verse 13. The grace of a wife delighteth her husband. And her discretion will fatten his bones. A silent and loving woman is a gift of the Lord. And there is nothing so much worth as a mind well instructed. A shamefaced and faithful woman is double grace. And her constant mind cannot be valued. Examine that. A shamefaced a woman who have dignity and
0: discretion. Whose faith was a double grace. Her mind cannot even be valued. You can't even value that. You can't even put a value on that. See? This is what our elder sisters should be mentoring our younger sisters to understand. It said to keep keepers at home. Love your husband. See? Because why? I see many sisters out at the club and they got kids at the house. You got kids at the house and you out at the club. Matter of fact, I didn't seen mothers out at the club with their daughters. Talking about, yeah, they think we sisters. I'm like, sister, what's wrong with you? You're not 22. It's not cute. Be a mother. It's not cute. There's nothing wrong with, you know, getting older, gracefully. There's nothing wrong with that. in the fact that our older sisters are not showing that. That gives our sisters, our young women, they're scared to get old. So what are they doing? Getting butt shots, face shots, all types of stuff. Botox, stretching their skin back to the back of their neck. Doing all this stuff because they're scared to get old. Why? Because the elders are not showing them it's okay. We all have work to do, brothers and sisters. We all have work to do to build our nation. We're almost done here. We're gonna to go to Proverbs 21 and 19. Let's go to Proverbs, brothers and sisters. Old Testament. We're going to Proverbs. We're
1: going to go to chapter 21 and verse 19. Proverbs 21, verse 19. It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a conscious and angry woman. A contentious than with, with a contentious and angry woman. So, so ex- examine this, brothers and sisters. It's better to
0: dwell in the wilderness than with a uh, argumentative and angry woman. <laughs> this is showing you what? Her abrasive and offensive ma- uh, manners annoy others. Men will go anywhere to escape her. They'll go to the desert.
1: <laughs> so this is showing us what? Read that one more time, brother. Proverbs 21, verse 19 It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. Right, so this is
0: showing you don't go near a woman that likes debate or has a temper. She's easily angered, dissatisfied, irritated, negative, resentful. (laughs) Steer clear of a sister who has a difficult or overbearing spirit. That's what this scripture is showing you. Sisters, we need our sisters to understand this. Being angry, loud, contentious, clamorous, Nobody want to be around you. Definitely not a man. We don't need women acting like men. We don't need that. We need a woman to be a woman. To deal with the spirit of femininity. To deal with the spirit of sensitivity. That's what we're looking for. That's what we need. Because I don't know a man that want to die or jump in front of a bullet for an aggressive, loud, and clamorous, angry, masculine woman. I don't know it Let's go to Proverbs 11 and 16
1: Just a few chapters over Brothers and sisters As we wind down Proverbs 11 verse 16 A gracious woman retaineth honor Read that again A gracious woman retaineth honor Learn the beauty of a truly gracious woman And secure perpetual adoration That's what we need our sisters to understand Read that again Verse 16, a gracious woman retaineth honor, and strong men retain riches. See, so for our sisters to have a good name and be
0: held in loving favor by others, you need to learn graciousness. You need to learn graciousness. And why are we bringing this up? Because today's society is running rampant with the spirit of feminism. A lot of sisters have picked, the spirit, picked up the spirit of masculinity. And that's not befitting of a daughter of Zion. That's not befitting of a daughter of Zion. We need our sisters to back us, but we also need them to, to emulate what they're seeing in Scripture. We need them to conform to the Bible. For us to be successful, for a man to be successful in grasping and gaining that dominion for our nation, our sisters must do what? They must support, they must encourage, they must have behavior of holiness because if listen if you're not if you're not helping by definition you're hurting so if you're not helping the nation if you're not helping the men obtain rulership for our people then you're actually hurting there is no in between read that one more time brother
1: proverbs 11 verse 16 a gracious woman retaineth honor and strong men retain riches when it says strong men retain riches it's you know Strength is wisdom, the Bible
0: tells you. So strength keeps men from temptations to waste and lose money. A man of wisdom is not vulnerable to financial foolishness. That's what this is showing you. But we didn't go there for that. We don't want to go off in tangents. We just wanted to show you that a gracious woman retaineth honor. So a sister must understand where graciousness lies in order to be respected. See? Let's go to Proverbs 9 and 13. We've got about four
1: more scriptures we're going to close out. Proverbs 9 verse 13. Verse 13. A foolish woman is clamorous. Read that again. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing. <laughs> A woman like this is offensive and repulsive,
0: not only to the Most High, but to wise men. So examine that. A wise listen. A wise woman will avoid these three character traits, and wise men will reject any woman
1: with them. Read that one more time, brother. Proverbs nine verse thirteen. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing. See. So there are clear indicators that reveal a woman's foolish heart. She's noisy,
0: gullible, and ignorant. And wise women are quiet, prudent, and knowledgeable.
1: Brother Josh, Brother Joshua, read verse 13 again. Proverbs 9, verse 13. A foolish woman is clamorous, she is simple, and knoweth nothing. See? So we need our sisters to examine
0: this. And wise women, or wise women, are quiet, they're prudent, they're knowledgeable, not noisy, gullible, and ignorant. So these are the things that we need our sisters to embody as daughters of Zion, as representatives of of the most high God. Representation of Christ. We have to work together. Or we will not overcome. The calamity that lay ahead.
1: Let's go to Proverbs. 27 and 15. Proverbs 27 verse 15. A continual dropping. In every rainy day. And a continual. Contentious woman are alike. Read that again, brother. A continual dropping in every rainy day. And a contentious woman are alike. So one that argues, debates, disputes, fights. It's like
0: <laughs> rain dripping. Every, you know, you ever had a hole in the roof and there's a there's a pot underneath it, and you just hear drip, 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 drip. It's like she always has something to say. She cannot let others be content. She's the odious woman the world cannot stand. See? So a woman that can be used as an instrument of righteousness has a meek and quiet spirit. Examine that. Not somebody who's contentious. Read that one more time, brother.
1: Verse 15. A continual dropping in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. See? So we don't
0: need our sisters to be contentious. Argumentative in the spirit of debate and disputing and quarreling and questioning. See? We need our sisters to be in the spirit of contentment and to allow others to have peace. We got two scriptures left and we'll close out here. Brothers and sisters, no women, no peace. We're going to go to Mark 3 and 24.
1: Mark 3, verse 24. And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Read that again, brother. And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a kingdom, if a nation, be divided against itself, it cannot stand, brothers and sisters.
0: If the men and the women be divided, we can't stand. That's why we've our last two lessons, we've done men to boys, or excuse me, boys to men, and... You know, show the men where the responsibility is in this awakening, in protecting and building, guiding their nation. And we'll follow that up with no women, no peace to show the men and women that without our women's support, without our sister's support, we will fall. We will fail. So there's going to take it's going to take both sides to do what? To compromise. It's going to take both sides To use the Bible as the foundation and go back to biblically historical evidence of what a man is or what a woman should be. Not what society is telling us, but what the Bible is saying. This is what a righteous man is. This is what a virtuous woman is. Because this is the only way to overcome the calamity that we see.
1: Read that one more time. Mark 3, verse 24. And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Now, we're going to end
0: it here. We need to show you something. It's imperative that women and men understand their place. Why? Genesis 1 and 26 is the answer. We're
1: going to read 26 through 28. Genesis 1, verse 26. And God said... Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So examine that.
0: The man
1: and the woman were made to have dominion. Read. Verse 27. So God created man in his own own image. In the image of God created He Him. Male and female created He them. He created male and female. Read. And God blessed them. And God said unto them. What did He say, brother? Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And do what? And subdue it. And do what? And subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. So examine
0: that. We are supposed to have rulership together. You can't have rulership if one is not pulling their weight. So the man, as the leader, must go first. He must not tell people what to do, but show them what to do. See, that's the difference. There's a difference between a leader and a boss. Boss tell you what to do. A leader show you what to do by doing it himself.
1: See? Read 28 one more time, brother. Verse 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. See, a man
0: and a woman are supposed to have dominion over the earth. Adam had dominion over the male animals. Eve had dominion over the female animals. See, and we are together to subdue the earth and have dominion over every living thing. Now, this cannot happen without compromise. This cannot happen without a man stepping up and learning how to be a man, according to the Bible, and a sister stepping back and learning how to be a virtuous daughter of the most high God. Today's lesson was no women, no peace. We pray that Brothers and sisters, the sisters especially, learn what is required, what is obligatory, what is needed to help deliver the nation from the trouble, from the calamity, from the attack, the onslaughts of attack from the evil one. We have to work together, brothers and sisters. We want to say, kwam Kwam
1: yasharala, sin no more, sin no more.